Hi, everybody. I'm Diane Canada, and we are live. Thanks for joining us today. You know, yesterday uh, we had a fun show with our topic this week, it's, which is why we are like the wizard. And I wanted to just, uh, you know, kind of recap what we did yesterday. We had, we were giggling at this great clip of the great and powerful Oz, and uh, we debunked the great and powerful Oz with Toto kind of pulling the curtain back and revealing the simple man behind the pyrotechnics. We also talked about how Dorothy and her cast of misfits were seeking things that they already possessed in spades. One of my goals this month is to break down those specific gifts that they had and relate them to you and I, what we possess, the power we possess inside of us right now, and how that can be translated into our American home. Uh, you know, we also talked last week about how Dorothy's wish was to go home, that there was no place like home, how we need to take pride in our American home. Well, today I'd like to take another turn on the Wizard of Oz story and talk about using our brains, our marvelous, marvelous brains, and how we have got to start tapping into what I call our spiritual superpower, which is wisdom. To be more specific, we've got to learn to stop taking the bait from our progressive liberal neighbors. You know, progressive liberals, they pride themselves on being more knowledgeable, more evolved, more enlightened than conservatives. They really know how to push our buttons, don't they? And if they can get us flustered and upset, then they especially delight in that. But the truth is, we don't have anything to defend. The truth is on our side. We shouldn't allow them to trap us into trying to reason with them. I think most progressive liberals are so enamored with their own genius <laughs> that our attempts at convincing them are kind of like a, a game for them. They really enjoy it. So don't try to convince them. It's fruitless. I ask you to just ponder this today. They're really not interested in healthy debate. I have seen that from my campaign trail and many of my friends who have run for office. They're not interested in healthy debate. My husband used to say, don't feed the trolls. They're not interested in looking at things from another point of view. They're simply indoctrinated and clinging to embedded beliefs with all they've got. We can have compassion even in this because we know that if they were truly solid in their convictions, they wouldn't be doing everything they can to bully other people into submission or to silence them. I loved the quote from Ronald Reagan. He says, the trouble with our liberal friends is not that they're ignorant. It's just that they know so much about things that just aren't so. 
they largely feel that biblical principles are antiquated too. And so they use all these tactics to try and poke holes in the Christian value system, um, which is what our country was founded on. They bring up prominent Christians maybe who have fallen from grace, or they say, how could a loving God possibly allow this? You know, they even twist the truths in the Bible to suit their own narratives. For instance, you know, humanitarian efforts. I think we could all agree that if we see a human being suffering, none of us want to see that. We're going to do everything in our power to relieve that suffering. But there is a spiritual guardrail built in. Once again, wisdom. A wise woman once told me, you know, you've got to put on your own oxygen mask before you can try and assist someone else. So when we look at policies like maintaining our borders, or the biblical intention of a family, or maintaining our, our ability to defend our families. We have to understand that spiritual wisdom, wisdom in general, has to prevail over emotion. Our progressive liberal friends, they live their lives in the polar opposite way. They follow emotion over wisdom, no matter how many smoke screens they try and throw up to the contrary with all of their genius. Stable people who are grounded in their convictions are not so easily threatened by a differing opinion. And we should also be reminded of that as conservatives. Don't let them rattle you. We don't need to get better at debating progressive liberals. We just need to get better at asking smarter questions. A quiet confidence is what we need to stand in because the minute we lose self-control, we've lost the argument or we've lost all credibility. So I'd like to ponder some questions today with my friends. Um, I have a couple I'll just throw out to get the conversation started. And then I'm going to certainly invite their wisdom to the show today, too. Some of the questions I might have for our liberal progressive friends might be, you know, if we all are truly equal, then why is your opinion the only one that needs to be heard? Why is everyone else's being silenced? Or if the Bible is not a gauge for a moral society, what is? Let's be the poster child for wisdom. Stop falling prey to the emotional bait of our progressive liberal neighbors. And let's explore how we're going to do that today. You want to do that? Does that sound fun? Okay. All right. I'm going to invite your comments today too. Um, we can watch. We are seeing you watching on Facebook and on LinkedIn and on YouTube and on Periscope. So as we're having this conversation, feel free to, to interject your thoughts. We'd love to hear them. I'm going to invite in my friends now. Uh, we have got three ladies joining me on the show today. The first one I'm going to bring in is uh, my friend Lisa Biles. Lisa is a financial planner in Franklin. She is a mom. She is a conservative woman of God. And she's one of these that's off the bleachers and down on the field, learning how to start affecting change in her community. So please welcome in my friend Lisa. Hello, love. Hello. Thank you for Thank having you me, Diane. Yes. Thanks for being here. And also joining me today, another conservative, incredible woman of God. She is a strong businesswoman, a leader in her field. Uh, she's an award, a multiple Cadillac award winning Mary Kay director. And another one who raised her hand and said, you know what? I'm not going to be on the bleachers anymore either. I'm on the field. Teach me how to get involved. So please welcome my friend Jan Onstop to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for being here. And uh, we also have our friend Cheryl Brown with us today. Cheryl, again, conservative, strong woman of God, leader in her community, and she is the chairman of the Williamson County GOP. Please welcome in Cheryl Brown. And we have your picture. 
Yeah, so sorry if I was having camera issues, but it's okay. I'm here. <laughs> All right, you're here. That's what matters. <laughs> so glad to have you here, Cheryl. You're welcome. All right, guys. So I'm going to just punt to you here real quick. These are, uh, we, we've got a lot of people taking the bait out there, engaging. Do y'all scroll Facebook and see innocent conversations go off the rails quick, <laughs> you know, with liberal friends? Um, Let's see, Lisa, I'm going to have you weigh in first on this. What are you observing out there? Oh, yes, it can get crazy and it can get wild. And um, I just I feel like wisdom is an important part of this. Um, I think going back and, you know, when we when were asking for wisdom and wisdom is a part going back and rereading Proverbs is important because you'll notice in there it, it talks about wisdom like she is an entity, you know, the spirit of the living God. And we have the Holy Spirit. Um, Jesus, uh, I, I believe that wisdom is also an entity herself. And so when you go back and look, reread the Proverbs from that point of view, from that perspective, I think um, it, it, it may be a little bit eye opening because she's saying she's calling out, you know, having wisdom is more valuable than rubies, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, I think going back to that and then as you read that, you know, when you're when you're praying or considering conversation or considering uh, uh, expressing your point of view, asking for that, asking for wisdom first beforehand. But when you see this, I, I really feel like looking at it from the long point of view of if I'm going to get into this discussion, uh, what is what's the outcome that I'm desiring? Not to get into this debacle, this debate back and forth, but what is the ultimate outcome? And, and asking for wisdom in that matter, I think is huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's so, so true, asking for wisdom, because God says if we ask him for it, he will give it to us in freely, right? right. Yeah, I see you shaking your head, Jan. Yeah, yes. how, is getting, how is this landing with you today? And so just I was thinking about that verse in James, if any of you lacks wisdom, he's to um, ask your heavenly father who gives generously without finding fault or, you know, without judgment. Yeah. And so um, to ask that wisdom. And I think just a little piece of wisdom that God, I feel like downloaded onto me shortly after the election went sideways, in my opinion, mm -hmm. um, you know, just to see all the venom on social media happening and how destructive that really is and how that keeps people from listening to you. And I just thought, you know, his word does not ever return void. Yeah. What if I were just mm -hmm. to post scripture? <laughs> because, you know, really what can be debated? No one really wants to take up a debate about that and get some truth out there and maybe to be known as that, you know, seen as that woman of wisdom or woman of God that you're talking about instead of, um, you know, someone who is divisive. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just kind of bring things together on the truth of God's word. Mm -hmm. And that's where the power is, not in anything we can offer, not in our own wisdom, but in God's wisdom working through yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would love for you to weigh in on this too, Cheryl. I, I, I can feel you shaking your head, though. I can't yes, see you. Yes, 
<laughs> you know, the other day we talked about this, you know, how it said, why is wisdom crying in the street? And yes. and, and we were saying that, you know, because no one is embracing her. <laughs> yeah. Wisdom needs to be embraced. Wisdom, you know, and, and it says, you know, in Proverbs talk about wisdom calls out in the street. She lifts her voice in the square. And there are so many different scriptures about wisdom and, you know, especially in Proverbs, it does not wisdom call out, understanding raises her voice. So wisdom and understanding goes hand in hand. But, you know, a lot of times we, we uh, you know, what we were saying earlier that, you know, he who lacks wisdom, let him ask of it and that God would give it to us freely. It is so, it is so available. It's readily available to us to receive God. God wants to give us his wisdom. He wants to pour out his wisdom upon us just for asking. That's so simple. Just ask me. He said, ask of me and I'll give it to you. Ask me for wisdom and he's ready to give it to you. Yeah. I would love for you guys to share maybe a, an example of how wisdom has shown up, you know, in your conversations, you know, with people, uh, you know, I, I had on my campaign trail, there were, I mean, I got hit with a lot of, I mean, when you run for office, you, you know, you might as well just pin yourself up against a wall and just take the dart, you know, you're going to take the darts and uh, Cheryl, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, I had to learn how to not only maintain self-control, but learn when, um, when to engage and when not to, we talked about this last week, that knowledge is knowing what to say and wisdom is knowing when to say it. So don't mm-hmm. you think wisdom runs so much deeper than just what do I say in this moment? It's no, it's understanding the promptings of God. So I would love for you guys to to weigh in on that, whichever one of you is feeling that first. Well, I I, I like to say something to that. You know, the Bible talks about a fool a fool utters all his mind, but a wise man keeping it until after, afterwards. I see that 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 a lot of the social media that we are experiencing seeing today is is. And, you know, forgive me for saying it, but it's a lot of it's fools uttering their mind, you know, mm-hmm. just speaking out, just mm-hmm. just just blurting whatever comes to mind. But yeah. wisdom holds it to the end. When we were uh, downtown uh, Nashville for uh, a, a stop to steal rally and there were there was an issue, there was an issue that happened where we had. Black Lives Matter is there, uh, people there, and there were only two of them. And all of us who were who we call patriots, right? We're mm-hmm. standing there, and there were people who were attacking the two Black Lives Matter people that were there. They were just screaming at them. They were heckling them, and I was standing there like, "No, stop, stop." Yeah. Wisdom would be, you know, it was, it was like, "Stop it," because if they're here. Let them hear what's being spoken so that they may hear and, and, and be and receive wisdom that they may change what they what they believe in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So anyway, wisdom is, you know, again, it cries out in the street and it's there for us for the asking. And God wants all of us to to experience his wisdom. He wants every person. He doesn't want anybody to perish. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's such a good point. When Even when we're looking at enemy territory, now if they're behaving bad, they're burning something down or, you know, behaving badly, mm-hmm. that's different. But mm-hmm. you're saying they were just standing there and they Maybe, weren't doing yeah. anything. So that was an opportunity rather than, you know, um, something we should have done to chase them off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Jan or Lisa, do you, either one of you want to weigh in on this? Yeah, I'll go. I, yeah. I, 
<laughs> I really did experience this, um, you know, with a group of of really what I thought were like-minded business women. And just to, I think everyone wants to feel heard mm-hmm. to acknowledge, you know, hmm, that's interesting. Tell me more about what led you to that belief. Yeah. Or tell me more about what led you to that thought. Mm-hmm. And to hear the story behind it, and then you can get invited into the conversation to share what your thought is and what led you to that thought. Mm-hmm. And that's, of course, in a conversation of people who love one another and are civil to one another. That That's not a universal thing. But just to, you know, pull out some of your coaching skills and use the, the words how and what and when and who and where and avoid using the word why, because yeah. that can sometimes feel judgmental. Yeah. And so, you know, just to really uh, put together some of this, the skills that I've been taught, mm-hmm. people skills, really their business skills, people skills, and, mm-hmm. and to put them to full use in a conversation that you really want to understand more about where they're coming from before you do respond. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, you're so right. Mm-hmm. I took a um, a woman to lunch one day that uh, I had met, and she was she and I could not have been further apart in our political views. I mean, she was all the way to the left <laughs> as far <laughs> as you can go, and I wanted to take her to lunch because not because I was trying to again convince her. I just wanted to understand where she was coming from. And so I just sat and listened to her. I didn't interject anything. I just listened to her. And that won me permission then to share how I felt about things. And, you know, we got up and we walked away and and she said, did I move the needle? I said, probably not. I said, did I? She says, probably not. But we hugged each other and we said, what what an enlightening, wonderful conversation. You know, if we just give people the opportunity to be heard because our filters and our life experiences are so different. This indoctrination um, is so powerful that has gotten a hold of so many people. And it's like turning a train. We're not going to turn it on a dime. Yeah. Yes. And to give respect, give respect to get respect back. That's right. That's right. That's right. Lisa, did you want to share anything on this or any? any I just, I just feel like a soft answer turns away wrath, right? Yeah. And, so, and, and, and really, and praying about it and, and asking the Lord, you know, this is, this goes back to like knowing the word, because if you feel like you're hearing the Lord, but it's not lining up with the word, it may yeah. not be him. Yeah. And so it goes back to learning that word. Um, I was, I was at a, a, a rally a, a while back and it was very interesting to me that it seemed it was just such a peaceful thing. There were so many people there, but what came out on the news that you know um, ended up being they took there were twenty people who were who were protesting, and so what came out on the news was how there was this big protest going on in Nashville, and um, and that's really it, that really wasn't the truth of what was going on, and I I feel like that's important. Um, learn to get your news from somewhere else because I think that as Christians, we have to know that there are strength in numbers. And I talked to so many Christians who are just watching um, regular news, uh, the media just nonstop. And then they feel like this doom and gloom has come over Mm -hmm. them. 
And then I feel like they're starting to speak negative words over our country. And our words are powerful. And they're, so, yeah. And so, like, God's word not returning void. Ours not does not either. And so I think it's really important mm -hmm. that us as believers, we have to be careful of what it, it is that we're speaking into the atmosphere mm -hmm. and just start calling things out that are that are not as though they are and mm -hmm. and, and really finding other sources, other outlets, such as this, Diane, I think this is wonderful. You know, you're enlightening people and giving them information. And this, your show is just going to get deeper and deeper and better and better. And to where people can rely on you, you become a trusted source of information. I think it's important for people to look for those other things. Our country is an amazing country. We're not doom and gloom, but let's just start speaking things out. And I feel like, um, this is, I think that this is important. I'm just going to speak it. I'm just going to talk about it for just a moment. Um, like Black Lives Matter, when they get together, one of the things that they do is they, they have chants. And in those chants, they're calling out spirits from people who have gone on before them and passed on. And, and a lot of people don't realize what that is really doing. And so, <clears throat> Um, a lot of times you look at what maybe maybe is coming from the other side and figuring out what they're doing. It, it's the same with us. Let's start. Let's start calling things out. Let's start speaking things into the atmosphere that are blessing, a blessing to our land, blessing to our brothers and sisters. Uh, to me, I think that's really important. That's good. You, but I want to I want to interject to that because yes. uh, where Proverbs thirteen two says that a man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of transgressors shall eat violence. And and when you hear them, you if you notice that what you what Lisa was talking about about it with the Black Lives Matter, and they say they were they were telling people to say their name, say their name. They're like say their name because they what they're wanting you to do. It is a chant to be calling out the people who have died, died. So that's what she's talking about, about the chant, chanting. And then when you hear them, uh, you know, going up to people's face, getting in their faces and say, say their name, say their name. They're wanting <laughs> you to chant the name of the dead. That's what that that's what that's all about. So anyway, but the soul of the trans transgressors shall eat balance. There you go. You know, some a couple things came to mind, Lisa, when you were talking. Um, one of the things I have really come to believe is that our lot. You were talking about how our words have power, mm -hmm. and God says the the spirit of life and death is in the tongue. And whenever something is said, the way I kind of look at it is, it's like little butterflies. That it kind of takes life. You know, it, it it's like little little you know it sprouts wings and goes out in the into the world, and it starts to you know manifest. And this. So when we're when you're talking about that, when we're talking even amongst our family or amongst our friends, even on Facebook, whatever it is, if we're speaking life, if we're saying thank you, God, you know, teaching and I'm real practical. Let's teach people how to pray it, how to speak it. You know, thank you, God, that you're turning our country around and that people's eyes are opening right now and their hearts are opening to you. Thank you, God, that you're turning our nation back to you. You know, thank you, God. And just literally speaking those things like you're saying into existence as if they already were. They already are. It's, right. That is so critically important rather than going, oh, my God, look, look what's going on with our country. Oh, my God, we're just you know, it, it, all that doom and gloom you're talking about changing the approach. Jan, I know you're excellent at that. You got to weigh in on this for a minute. Yeah. 
Oh, I was just thinking this whole time about how even the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those of us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Uh-huh. And we we have, you know, no, is, is it any wonder that the we were talked yesterday about common sense and how uncommon common sense now is. And that just to me speaks about that the message is the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing that don't even have the capacity to hear it yet. Yeah. And so to be Jesus with skin on in the mm-hmm. lives of others to the best of our ability yeah. is the first step in my estimation of, of drawing people in closer to where they want to hear what I have to share. They mm-hmm. want to hear the message of the cross. They want to hear the, you know, the uh, foundations of our country that are based in, in God. And so, you know, that's just what comes to mind for me. Yeah, that's so good. And, you know, we talked about this last week on the show, but the joy of the Lord is our strength. Yes. So that is our strength. Like, like I heard that scripture for years, but I didn't really, you know, it didn't really get on the inside of me. But when I, when we, nowadays, I really see that scripture differently. The joy of the Lord is our strength. So what does that mean? Like when, when, and again, I like to break everything down to the practical level. Well, first of all, if you're not joyful, then you're not a whole lot of fun to be around, you know, and nobody's, people are going to be like, why would I want to be like her? She's just a curmudgeon, you know, with a skirt on, you know, but if, but how do, how can we possibly be joyful when all of this stuff is happening, all this fear is being, you know, perpetuated in our society and all of that, the only possible explanation, especially in our current climate, is God, is that peace that surpasses understanding that God gives us. And so I love it when people have said to me over the years, and I'm sure they've said it to you ladies, how can you possibly be at peace right now with all of this that's going on in your life? How can you possibly have a smile on your face with everything you're dealing with? Well, the only explanation is not that we're faking it, <laughs> you know, it's that there really is strength when you have joy and joy doesn't mean you're walking around giggly and bubbly all the time. Joy just means you have a quiet contentment. It means you just know everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah. people are attracted to that like crazy, yes. aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. You know, you, what you're saying even about that is, you know, uh, and Psalms talks about that uh, for you, oh Lord, you've made me glad. By, by your work for at the works of your hand, I'll sing joy. And one of the, one of my uh, girlfriends uh, mentioned to me, she said, let's just meditate on you have made me glad. He has made us glad, yeah. made us, you know, and I went, oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Mm-hmm. You know, the three of you, I can say that all of the ladies on the show and certainly you, Lisa, one of the most joyful people to be around. Yeah. And I know you, I know you, and I know your story. Um, There may be some people watching here right now that don't know your story. Would you mind sharing just for a minute and then share how you have that joy after what you've been through? (laughs) Okay. Well, um, let's see. Um, I I was married and, and, and my husband suddenly needed a heart transplant and that turned into a five year process of actually um, receiving a heart and um, anyway he has passed away but <clears throat> and then my 18 year old daughter she was on her way to high school out the road here just a little ways and it was just before Christmas 
and she hit a tree and she was killed instantly. And mm. <clears throat> um, did it mess me up? Yes. But I heard the Lord. I remember the, I was working and the police came and picked me up at my office and, and they drove me home. And I, I was sitting on my uh, um, couch just completely in shock. And I heard the voice of the Lord. And this is what <clears throat> I mean. It's so important to get to know him and be close with him. I heard him say, I have your daughter. And um, and just feeling that and feeling his, you know, just feeling his presence with me. Does, you know, my daughter was wild and she was fun and she was just outgoing and amazing. Uh, did I miss her terribly? Do I still miss her terribly? I miss, you know, at that time, it's still, you know, the every day going to school and breakfast and dinner and packing a lunch and, you know, all of that and just missing her texting me throughout the day all day. I, I miss her terribly, but it, you have to go. This is when it's important. Just going back to the Lord, like knowing that somehow, some way she fulfilled her destiny while she was on this earth. I mean, yes, I yes. taught her these things. This I, I taught her that you before you get in your car, you pray every single time. I mean, we go to the gas station. We're going to pray in the car before we go. You know, it, that was our way of life. And um, she, as a small child, she was able to see angels from when she was a little child. And it was interesting just a couple of months before she passed. Um, she had come to me on a Sunday and she was like, mama, I need you to pray for me. And I said, okay, baby, what is it? She said, I don't know. I just need you to pray. And I said, okay. So we started praying and we were getting deeper and deeper into prayer. And all of a sudden I stood back and I was like, babe, I said, I feel like I just saw your husband. And she was like, what do you, what did he look like? You know, an 18 year old girl, she wants to know what he's mm -hmm. like. Right. And I was like, I don't know. He just seemed so big. His presence was so big. And I just saw him from the back and I was like, you were just like doing your stuff. Like you do, you know, there's just sassy. And he just pulls you into his chest. And she was like, okay, keep praying. And I said, okay. So we go back in we're just praying. Okay, Lord, you know, whatever. And all of a sudden she was like, oh my goodness, I just see hundreds of angels everywhere. And I take from that that this was just a few months before her accident. And so really she did meet her husband, you know, he is his bride. And I go back to that. And that's why it's so important to our children in the Lord. And and so when you go through a, a travesty, just a tragic event like that, you could go back to these staples. And when I get I get sadder. Um, you know, just have those moments. Of course we have those moments, but I just go back to, oh, she, she got her husband. She is with the Lord. Like she knew. And um, I think that's important. You know, these times are very important. They are. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for sharing that. Yeah. That's so good. That's, that's a great message. You know, you, me too. I, I lost a son, uh, the 11 years this, this year. And um, one of the songs that, um, that came to me after losing my son was uh, I had to just, I had to sit, I went to his grave and I just sat down because I was so mad at the enemy that I was determined that he was not going to steal my joy. And I sat there and I put on worship music and I just worshiped the Lord. And I, we were a part of this Episcopal church in, in Birmingham uh, years ago before coming to Nashville. And, and the song is called Be Magnified. And I, I heard the words were, you know, I've made you too small in my eyes. Oh, Lord, forgive me. I have believed in a lie that you were unable to help me. But now, oh Lord, I see my wrong. Heal my heart and show yourself strong. And in my eyes and with my song, oh Lord, be magnified. I kept pushing that because I wanted God to be magnified like you, Lisa. In this situation, God be magnified. Yes, amen. Beautiful. Amen. 
Hugs and I can tell you too that that uh you know we've all we, a lot of us have had significant losses too and many of you know that I lost my baby brother who was like a child to me there's 16 years difference and he was a special ops marine and um he uh you know he succumbed to PTSD and um you know, so that is the reason I ran for office was my heart for veterans. And so to to take that pain and do something meaningful with it. Um, and this is our choice, right? We can become bitter or we can become better. And that's the, but that joy that we have is that's our strength. And that is absolutely unexplainable to anybody um, who doesn't know the Lord, who doesn't know the Lord. Jen, you want to have one last um, thing to say here before we close up? Yeah. I'm just thinking about the wizard theme. About yes. How, um, okay, the man behind the curtain, um, we still know that God is on the throne. Yes, God is not a hologram. He is not a hologram. He is not. You know, that uh, in, to read through the Old Testament, just to understand that God actually puts leaders in place. And he deposes them. And that was such an interesting takeaway when I really started to study his word in the in the Old Testament. That it, And it just gives me comfort to know that God is still on the throne. And he hasn't left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So beautiful. And the, you know, the enemy has to flee at this name of Jesus. So God says in the Bible, you know, turn to me, look to me and say my name and the enemy has to flee at my name. Mm -hmm. You know, so we have so much authority and so much power. And mm -hmm. I really think that what has gotten a hold of people and most, not all, but most of our liberal progressive friends, the thing that is lacking is a friendship with Jesus. Yes. That's what I see. So I've seen it over and over and over and over again. Maybe they sit in a church pew, but do they really know, know Jesus? Mm -hmm. And when we understand that, that again, I, I'm not going to say that's everyone, but it's, it seems to be a pretty common denominator. Yeah. So if, if we know that and we know the joy of the Lord is our strength, then when we're engaging in these conversations on Facebook, out in the community, wherever it might be, um, we have to ask for God to give us that wisdom we talked about ask him to give us self-control and not take the bait, right? Not take the bait. So I hope this has been so helpful for you guys today. Um, this, this has just been a fun topic so far this week on why they're like the wizard. And we're going to continue to debunk it all week, you know, from different angles. So come back with us tomorrow at three, but before we go today, we definitely want to take a minute and pray over all of you. So I'll go ahead and take it today, ladies and, Let's just pray over everyone under the sound of our voice today. Father, we just want to lift up every viewer, every listener on podcast, Lord, everyone watching across social media, Lord, you know them, you know, every hair on their head, you know, every pain and every bit of suffering that they've endured, you know, every fear that they have right now, Lord, I ask you to just blanket them with your comfort and your peace and Lord, help them to know this joy this joy that we're talking about, help them to really get it today, Lord, that somehow something just clicks and they have that trust and joy, Lord, and that they would be a walking billboard for it. And people would just be drawn to them like magnets and in their sphere of influence, hearts would start to soften and they would have influence 
they would become yes. a conservative woman of influence in their community. I pray this, and so it is, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Amen. Thank you, ladies, so much for being with me today, Cheryl and Jan and Lisa. Thank you all so much for watching. We sure appreciate it. And we will see you back here tomorrow, three o'clock. Have a great day. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>